In the spring of 1955, there was no March Madness in college basketball, even though the NCAA and the NIT tournaments, unlike today, were equal in stature and competed to crown a national champion. While basketball fans had two major tournaments to follow at that time, there were far less teams competing, and the games that were televised nationally were few and in black and white. College basketball in those days simply didn't create the fan frenzy that exists today. 67, 64, four seconds left. You don't like the foul, remember. Ivy for the tie, off the rim, and it's over. This miracle run continues for St. Peter's. Pittsburgh fans, however, including this 15-year-old teenager, were excited in 1955 because our Duquesne Dukes defeated the Dayton Flyers in the NIT to claim a share of the national championship with NCAA tournament winner San Francisco, led by Bill Russell. But my own March Madness in 1955 had more to do with baseball than basketball. That March, I was headed to tryouts for my high school baseball team and the beginning of what I believed was my road to the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'd been preparing myself to play for my hometown Pirates as far back as I could remember. Even before I played in pickup games in Little League Baseball, I was playing catch with my father in the alley where we lived, practicing my fielding by bouncing a rubber ball against the low wall across from our house, and with a pickaxe handle in hand, walking down our alley to railroad tracks, where I filled my pockets with stone nuggets lining the rails, and headed down to the riverbank, where I drove stone after stone into the polluted waters. In 1955, I was in the 11th grade and wouldn't be 16 years old until mid-April. I would be competing that March against other juniors trying to make the team who were a year older. I was younger because I'd received double promotions that my teachers thought would hurry me on my way to college. I had no intention, however, of going to college. I was on my way to playing for the Pirates. Short and skinny, I needed a bit of luck to make the team, and I got it from the weather that spring. It was so cold and rainy in Pittsburgh that for weeks we couldn't go onto the muddy field. So we bundled up, played a little pepper on the running track surrounding the field, and ran sprints and laps. When I outran bigger and stronger players, I caught the eye of Coach Q, which wasn't easy, because with a steel plate in his head, the result of a thrown baseball bat fracturing his skull, he didn't seem to notice much of anything. When the spring rain stopped and we were able to take the field, Coach Q told his returning players to pick out their uniforms and to tell the fast, skinny kid to pick through the leavings to see if there was something that would fit. The only baseball pants that fit, unfortunately, had a large patch in the seat. I could roll up the sleeves of my oversized baseball shirt and tighten my belt to keep my pants up, but I couldn't hide that patch. The patch on the seat of my pants, however, became another lucky break. Once we started practicing, I jogged out to center field where I stood out because every time I made a running catch, everyone, including Coach Hugh, could see that patch. Oh, put me in, Coach. 
I'd like to tell you that I went on in my senior year to star on my high school baseball team and was pursued by bird dogs and scouts. I'd like to tell you that I signed with my hometown Pirates and played in the 1960 World Series. But with a uniform that fit, I didn't stand out my senior year. And in 1960, I watched Mazeroski hit his World Series winning home run on a black and white television set in Gibble's department store where I was working as a stock boy. I did play baseball and softball until my late 40s, but my dream of playing in the big leagues pretty much ended when I decided in 1961 to go to college to play basketball and baseball, only to discover that my college had no baseball team. Today, I'm well into my 80s, and while I occasionally dream of my days in center field... I'm content with playing catch with my wife Anita, who throws harder than I do these days. This is Pete Peterson for Reading Baseball.